Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining me on another episode of the Access Potential Podcast. Got a solo episode today. Going to share a little bit of insight that we got from a business breakfast this morning. So I got a bunch of people together. We caught up for a meal at a nice little local cafe. And we also learned a lot. We went through a little prompt little question together uh, that I want to share with you on the episode uh, that I could I think could be really helpful so that was a lot of fun and everybody learned a lot which was cool uh, so I wanted to do this breakfast for a couple of reasons one always love a good coffee and a bit of good food of course number two is as we move forward in this uh, sort of more digitized you know convenience based, uh, culture, the you know the ability to bring people together, free thinking, intelligent people together to have conversation is more and more important. Even though there are more and more hurdles to go through, it seems to do it. So I'm big on organization. I think it's a huge, um, it's a huge. One, an important skill set, but a huge value add to the culture. Uh, and then finally was I wanted to learn from these people. So uh, everyone was a business owner or a creator, either either further along in the journey or just kicking off. And I love to get the opportunity to have conversation with these types of people and just hear what they're up to, what they've learned over the last you know few months or a year. And so that was a lot of fun. So. Uh, let's jump into it and I'll run through this prompt, which you might find helpful because we're moving towards the start of 21. Uh, so this is John Marsh and you're listening to the Access Potential podcast. So one of the things that's really important to see kind of in the culture overall is as a consumer, as somebody who, you know, uses media uses mainstream media uses social media whatever it is that you in, engage in podcasts you know whatever it is we tend to be addicted to or seek out information and templates and knowledge right knowledge and information and this is this has been part of our culture for a long time this is called an easy learning environment and you can kind of think about this if you're uh, you know, a student in a class and the teacher just gets up and at the front they say, look, here's the five things you're going to need to know for the test that's on next week. You write all those five things down, you go home, you study them for a little bit and you're going to do pretty well. And so the easy learning environment is actually great for short-term performance, for short-term learning. Uh, now, a difficult learning environment is way better for long-term learning. So an easy learning environment outperforms in the short run. Difficult learning environment outperforms in the long run. Difficult learning environments are when we don't get a clean set of information or knowledge. So it, we might be thrown into the deep end with something, maybe in our business, maybe in a movement or a sport we're trying to learn. Or somebody might ask us a question, right? And when we are asked a question, 
it's open-ended. So it leads us to further inquiry or further thinking, right? So this is not only uh, a more difficult learning environment, but the actual nature of a question is it spurs on curiosity, right? So this can create tension. We need a certain mindset when we come into a more difficult learning environment because if we're coming from a context or a culture or a society that is fueled on uh, authority, so the importance of authority telling us what is right and what is wrong, or convenience or speed, we're going to have a natural resistance towards a more difficult learning environment, even though we know and it's been proven that the more difficult learning environment outperforms in the long run. Right, so we're gonna we're gonna feel resistance most likely for most people. So we need the certain understanding to come into it to go. Okay, we need to, we're gonna slow down, and this is gonna feel a little bit clunky. But together, we're going to inquire into this thing and see what we learn. Uh, as a coach and someone who works with a lot of business owners and people who are looking to move into business or have been in business uh, for even years. This is very important because the last thing that we want to have in, uh, you know, in a relationship with a coach is someone who tells us exactly what to do. Uh, if we get just a template or a hack or an approach to something, it might feel really good in you know that one hour period, but when we zoom out over the six month period, the two year, the five year we don't actually learn anything. And so it becomes a lot more difficult to really grow. The alternative is we use curiosity-based coaching. We create that little bit of tension in the, in the dialogue, in the situation together. And in that tension, the answer can come through. From the curiosity, the answer can come through. From the exploring of the topic together, the insight or the answers can come through. And when we come, when these answers come through ourselves, when we have the environment or the, the dialogue or the situation that allows us to come through, we learn a lot more. We, we, we really, we're kicked into gear a lot more, a lot more engaged. And so this was the nature of what we did today. You know, everybody sat down and we kind of looked at this and we were like, look, you know, the best thing to do is to look at curiosity. Let's look at some questions and see what we learn. And so uh, everyone sat down, there were about eight or nine people, and they all have different businesses, mostly service providers. And next to each person's menu, we put a, a post-it note, where I put a post-it note. Uh, of course, I love post-it notes as well. Uh, but that's a separate topic. So I had these post-it notes set there in a pen. And I wanted to do this, uh, a little bit of this work, because it was rare. it's rare to get everyone together. And uh, a prompt like this can be a great way to, to strike up conversation. And also, we're getting close to the end of the year. So, you know, this time last year, there was obviously tons of New Year's resolutions happening. Uh, fast forward here to 2020 at the end of the year there's very very little of that happening energy is drained for a lot of people a lot of people are shell-shocked from the challenges of the year and so i wanted to bring something up that could that could inspire 
thought or curiosity uh, that can roll forward right into the next next year. So let's jump into the prompt and then I'll, I'll give a couple examples of how they work and you can try this with yourself, right? You can you can sit down with your own post-it note and and go through this and see what comes up for you. So if you, let's go back to this advice thing. If you, if you were to give yourself some advice, right? If you were to go back to uh, December 2019 and give yourself some advice, you know, if I went back to my past version of myself and just said, hey, John, like, you know, make sure you're, you're organized around, uh, you know, your marketing, something like that. It's seen as advice. It's seen as a as a authoritative figure telling me to do something. And as we've already discussed and discovered, we're already over over inundated with that stuff. We we kind of shut it off, and you know, uh, at best, we take it on for a little period, but it doesn't spark that deeper curiosity. So, my alternative is to ask myself a question that could lead to the insight, okay? So one example, uh, let's talk about this goal setting. One example might be, hey, it's December 2020. It's really important that you set a goal or some goals for the year ahead, right? It's really important. And when I say that, it's authoritative. It's telling somebody what to do. The inverse of that is from curiosity and I can say hey so tell me I'm interested have you thought about what's possible for you in 2021 have you thought about what's possible for your business in 2021 uh, have you thought about what's possible for your business and the people that you're serving already for 2021 right so the first one is hey, it's really important that you set a goal for next year. Cool. Second one is, hey, have you thought about what's possible for you next year? Tell me, what, it, what, what you know, have you thought about this? Have you sat with this? Number one, we shut down. Number two, if we're in the right state of mind, we open up, we, we look into this and we can look into this together, right? And we can have a dialogue together around this question, and so this is exactly what we did. This is the prompt. Go back to your past self. Uh, in this case, it would be in December 2019. And write down a question. Write down the question on a post-it note that you could ask yourself that could inspire some thought, that could inspire some learning, that could inspire some curiosity that would have really helped you this year right? That would have really helped you this year. So what's a question that you could ask yourself back then that would have really helped you in 2020? And I'm going to go through a couple of examples uh, to make this clear. Uh, and then hopefully it sort of shines a little bit more light because it's quite simple, although it's not necessarily super easy because you need to kind of backtrack and look at the insight that you've gotten over the year as well. So one of the guys is a photographer 
and he does a mixture of uh, commercial work and a little bit of studio photography as well. And he shared with us later that one of the things that he feels quite often is uh, a little bit of anxiety around his work or what's called imposter syndrome. So all of you would be familiar of this. Imposter syndrome is effectively when we feel as though we're the imposter, um, that we don't have the right to be doing the work that we're doing. We don't have the right to be organizing something. Who are we to be doing this? Right? Who am I to be doing a podcast? Who am I to be organizing some, some business owners together? What right do I have to do this? Right? And usually it comes through as a sort of a, a, a heavy sort of anxiety and a tendency to avoid. So, so a feeling of wanting to back away from the situation because if we were to be exposed as the imposter, it's, uh, it's, it's not good. It's harmful for the reputation. So imposter syndrome ultimately is like, all, like a lot of these things rooted in fear uh, but it's its own sort of variant of it or, or variational flavor of fear. So it's very common. And there are a lot of different ways to approach imposter syndrome. And we're not going to go into all of them right here. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk you through the question that he proposes to his past self that could really help him with this. So when we get imposter syndrome... It's this overwhelming feeling that we're not good enough for the job. We're not qualified. We're not ready. Uh, we're not prepared or we're just purely not the right person for the job. And so the question he asks himself is, hey, what evidence do you have that you're not good enough? Right. Show me the evidence that you've got that you're not good enough. And he shared with us later that what actually would happen if he were to do this, if he were to set up two columns, column on the left of, you know, evidence that I have that I am good enough and that I am qualified, he would have, you know, a whole page worth of stuff, past experiences, skill sets, reputation, uh, the technology, the gear, um, you know, all of the different reasons why he could do it. And then if he looks at, the actual column of, of actual reasons why he's not good enough, he would have very few, if any at all. He, he probably would have nothing on that side saying that he's actually not good enough for the job. And therefore, based on logic, and the imposter syndrome has to disappear. Of course, it may or it may not. It may require reframing the imposter syndrome and looking at it in different ways alongside this. But it's a very helpful question uh, that he could have reflected on throughout the year and used to overcome or move through the imposter syndrome to investigate the imposter syndrome and see that it's, it's, a, it's, an, it's a thought structure that is not based on reality. And so therefore he can let it go. He can, he can drop away from it and move through the work. Um, I'll share another one that's quite helpful. So another business owner uh, 
who's a little bit earlier in her journey and her question for her past self is who do you have in your corner to support you and keep you moving forward especially when you feel stuck and so the premise here is that when you're you know very early in your business there's a lot of well we we mentioned imposter syndrome there's a lot of that there's a lot of fear there's a lot of uh there's a lot of tension and resistance quite often which can drain energy uh, there can be a lot of overthinking there can be a lot of frustration even even you know anger and and wanting to walk away from it and these things happen to 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 many people in small business right so her question is who do you have in your corner to support you and keep you from moving forward uh, you know someone who's had some experience in these areas someone who's been there before someone who can talk to her about what she's feeling or can help her you know to inquire deeper around these emotions or thought structures rather than the you know and I quite like this because the past version of herself would have had to answer and say well nobody you know or I have my friend I have my friend Anne or my friend Brian you know these are their phone numbers this is when I call them but the past version of herself would have to give a clear answer and it would lead to it could lead to setting this up which would be a really powerful thing so if we look at this one the alternative way to frame this is from a place of of advice or authority which is you know writing a note to your past self and say it's going to be okay get someone to help you move forward right but when you hear that that authoritative tone it shuts it's a it's a shutting down whereas when she says to herself who do you have in your corner to support you this opens her up to inquiry and go oh, and then we can talk about it okay so your question once again is get a little post-it note and the reason in this case why I particularly like post-its is because you've got only a few words you can fit in there so you need to be succinct which is great so get your post-it note your pen out and and think about a question that could help to deliver an insight okay now here's the extension when you look at that question now what comes up for you what have you got what is your inquiry that comes up for you now okay so if you look at that question now what comes up what is your response to the question so when we look at uh, the first one what evidence do you have that you're not good enough well he can look at this question in the present moment and going forward and see that there's nothing he can see very clearly that he's able to walk away from the imposter syndrome will it come up again most likely uh, but the the act of the act of seeing the thought structure seeing the logic in it or lack of logic in it being able to walk away from it or practicing dropping it or, or understanding it and then dropping it 
is one step in rewriting the story. It's one step in the practice of moving through imposter syndrome. So yes, it's likely to be a journey, but we can still see the importance of looking at this question now because usually these habitual ways of thinking hang around. And so it's helpful for us to come back to the question. For the second person, who do you have in your corner to support you and keep you moving forward? This allows her to write down a few people and get clear and even reach out to these people. You know, as I record this, uh, it's 14th of December. So she gets to reach out to these people maybe this week, 15th, 16th, and get clear on this and know who's in a corner, which is really, really cool and really powerful. So we didn't set a goal. We didn't set a, a specific target that's another conversation or a goal. That's another conversation. We inquired into our own ways of thinking and looked at ways that we can coach ourselves. And then we dove a little bit further into that in the present moment to look at how we might be able to set ourselves up going forward. So that was it. Great, uh, great little breakfast. Great to catch up. Got a bunch of these post-it notes which is really cool one of the things that came out from this uh meeting afterwards is you know i got a message from one of the guys and i said you know how cool was it when each person shared their question and a little bit of their context behind the question everybody else Everybody else nodded in agreement. And you could see as we looked around the group that everybody had felt this similar thought structure or narrative at some point themselves. And when we do this, we, we don't need to necessarily do a big, you know, DNM, deep and meaningful, long conversation, but just recognizing, just seeing that each of us, each person somewhere along their journey has felt something similar. Uh, creates lateral connection. It, it brings people closer together, which was really nice. And he replied and he said, yeah, one of the, the things that's so good about connecting with small business owners is seeing that, you know, in some sense, we're all on a similar journey. And I thought that was really valid. And so the final thing here is maybe there's someone who you can do this prompt alongside, and then maybe you can share uh, what you get out of it. You can share your question uh, that you would have asked your past self and that you might be asking your current self as well. And then you can talk a little bit about the context and the backstory behind this question and what happened for you this year that has led you to coming up with this question. So that's it for today. I hope you're having a wonderful end to 2020. Uh, there's a lot happening still. I had a, a, a short break away. Uh, each year I try to do a little uh, self-retreat. It's a little silent retreat. And so there was a little reset. Missed the episode uh, from that last week. Uh, and now we have just a couple of weeks left. And we're into 2021, which is exciting. So I hope you're having a great end to the year and 
getting a little bit of time off hopefully and connecting with friends and family and having some fun. Feel free to reach out with any questions on this one, john at johntmarsh.com. Always happy to help. Head over to the, uh, well, and I'll get to those. I can look at getting to those questions on a future episode. Head over to the website, johntmarsh.com. And there's a new resource up there called Resonance, uh, which is a ebook. It's about 70 odd, 70 pages or 69 pages to help you humanize your marketing and feel a little bit better about marketing that really resonates with the people you want to serve. And that's it for today. We'll see you on the next episode. Thanks for joining me.